Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire. Right now, we got a three-man show instead of four. Our man in the middle, D Mills, is out with some uh, personal stuff. So we got to continue without him. How are we going to perform without playoff D Mills? I like how you said I like how you called him the man, man in the middle. Yeah, big man in the middle. Shout out to D Mills, though. Uh, next man up um, mindset. So we're going to expect... Mike to carry a, a bigger load. We should we should have had one of our celebrities come in to do a replacement. True. No, I, I, I did, but it was last minute. That was my, that's my fault. I hit somebody up. You hit up Lavar, didn't you? Huh? You hit up Var? You close. Oh, okay. You close. Who Guess you? again. Leangelo. Mm, you real close. Lamelo. Yep. Okay. I thought you was gonna say Lions. I thought no, no, no. Lions are training right now. He can't make it. That's a child. He ain't safe though. Apparently, nobody's mm. safe on the Lakers. I, I want to get into that after these games. After these games, that okay. That's the dumbest thing I heard. Just bring it back up because I'm going to fucking forget. All right, so we're going to break down game two of the Western Conference Finals. Um, we got game three tonight. We just went like four days again without no basketball. But luckily, after tonight, we got like straight basketball every single day until the end of the Conference Finals. So that's exactly. good. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um, so let's start off with Cavs. Celtics, Celtics pull away with another victory up 2-0. Still undefeated at the Garden, the TD Garden in Boston. Let me hear y'all break down, fellas. I mean, it's real simple. Um, LeBron came to play again, 42-point triple-double. Uh, but that 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 help is just not there. I mean, Kevin Love gave him twenty two and fifteen, which is which is good, right? But you want to you kind of want to win the games with Kevin Love. Do that. You want to take advantage yeah. of that. But when you look at like like right now, I'm looking at the the box score. I don't want nobody to think I'm pulling this off the top of my head. Um, but Tristan Thompson, eight point seven rebounds in thirty minutes. Great game. <laughs> uh, I would like to see him get like ten rebounds plus if he's playing thirty minutes. Uh, George Hill, three points, one assist, two rebounds in 33 minutes. J.R. Smith, zero points in 27 minutes. Um, then he only had one assist, three rebounds. Jeff Green, six points in 28 minutes. Only had two rebounds, one assist. Kyle Corvey, 11 points. Yeah, I think he was, the only third, he was the only other person in double digits for them. But, like, for the Celtics, it was the exact opposite. And they, and they usually have, like... A bunch of like twenty point scores, but I think it was. Let me. See, I think Jalen Brown only. Jalen Brown was yeah, the only. Yeah, they had six the double doubles, double 20s. digit scores, including Jalen Brown who had twenty three. But so. what I like about them is it's not even the score because a yeah. lot of the guys on the Cavs, like I said, George Hill had three points in thirty three minutes, but he had like one assist. A lot of these yeah. guys. Because how how does Aaron Baines come in and play seventeen minutes to have a better stat line than Tristan Thompson? Yeah, and he played like thirteen in, in thirteen minutes less. You know what I'm saying so somebody must want it more. Probably. Um, Did y'all see that graphic that was on that uh, Boston sports TV show where there's like useless Cavaliers and it had like Jeff Green, um, Jordan uh, Clarkson. And LeBron got out, did them and everything combined? No, 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 no. Uh, They just had a a graphic of like the players on the Celtics that have been useless so far and all the way at the bottom it had Tyron Lue too. Damn. It's kind of facts though. Yeah. It's kind of facts, but somebody no, said is. that they shouldn't do that before the series is over because LeBron going to put that in the locker room. Like, y'all see what they talking about, y'all? Yeah. And that's going to make them play. Do you think it will, though? I don't know, man. LeBron, I feel like LeBron has probably done everything he can to get these guys ready to play, and they're just not playing. They're just not playing. Yeah, I mean, um, the best thing for them going forward is that the Celtics are undefeated at home, and they just took did what they were supposed to do, went at home. So now, you know. Like we seen against the Bucks, you know they won against the Bucks in the first round convincingly at home in the first two games, and they went on a road, couldn't win two. Uh, I I still believe Philly should have um, left their two home games with a tie series, but you know that third game they had a lot of youthful mistakes. I don't think the Cavaliers would lose off of youthful mistakes at home because you know they have the one guy calling the shots for them and. Um, LeBron James, he's just not gonna. If they gonna lose, they just gonna lose. They won't lose because of some, some, some uh, stupidity um, string of plays to close out a game. But um, let's say the the Cavs end up losing game three or game four. Mm-hmm. What percentage do y'all think they have to win the series? If they're down three one, if they're down three one, they have a ten percent chance to win the series. That's your that's your prediction. Mm, yeah, I got I got to go a little bit higher just because it's LeBron. They gonna have them other two games at home though. They are, but I mean. Just because it's LeBron, they gonna have to. If they win, if they lose either one of these next home games, the Celtics gonna have to 
obviously had an advantage because they got two home games. They ain't gonna lose. I don't know if they gonna lose two. Yeah, it's, unless I mean, they just play terrible. It's but. hard to it's hard to bet against Brad Stevens losing three games in a row when he has two of them at home. I, I'm definitely I definitely are with you on that. But because it's LeBron James and because mm. Celtics don't have like a solidified star and they kind of got some youth who stepped up and have played great throughout these playoffs, yeah. yeah, I would still have to get on like 35 to 40%. If they somehow win the East without Kyrie and Gordon Hayward, that'd team, be funny. This team is going to end up being both, so good. Well, both teams did make it to the conference finals technically without Kyrie. What, okay. Oh, yeah, I guess so. You're right. This, this poses a question then. What do y'all do? As a GM of the team, yeah, I just wait for them to come back. Yeah, give it a year or so, just to. I don't. I don't know. Brad Stevens will figure out the rotations. Obviously, yeah. they got a lot of wing players that need minutes. But like, as far as if I'm Danny Ainge, I'm not trying to make that big splash trade that people keep talking about. No, I'm. I'm fine on that. I'm just gonna let it ride, Cause especially since you you only have five minutes of game with Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving together. Like Terry Rozier has been great in this playoffs, but we all can agree that we'd Kyrie. rather have Kyrie yeah. Irving there. Big fix. Um, Marcus Morris has been pretty solid, but you'd rather have Gordon Hayward playing thirty minutes a game. But to which is a great point, and I agree. I'm definitely taking that was that was my whole that's been my whole argument throughout the entire playoffs is people, you know, kind of forgetting get or getting lost in the moment that Rozier has been playing great, but he's still not Kyrie Irving, and, and it's still just how many games did they play in the playoffs? About eleven at the most, or something like that. So like around fourteen. But yeah, okay, 14. So, like, you're taking a 14-game span um, compared to an 82-game season. But now that his stock is up and you could package him because he's going to be – he's looked at, you know, as respected as a respectable point guard now, would you want to try to use that to your advantage before Kyrie – because when Kyrie comes back, he won't be the same. His value won't be the same. This is the all-time highest it'll be. Because when Kyrie comes back, he's not going to have that same amount of opportunity. I don't see his stock getting much higher than what it is right now unless Kyrie is just always hurt and then you have a problem on your hands because you're not going to get the the most out of Kyrie. Mm -hmm. And they have an abundance of draft picks. They they have an abundance of wings. Four first-round draft picks potentially next year, which is crazy. Um, They they definitely have the best assets in the NBA, right? Yeah. So they could go out and make a deal, but I just don't know if it'll be smart to be like, let's go, let's go, let's go. I think, yeah, like you said, I think they have to wait and see how everything meshes out together. Because you think about it, right now they they are two games away from being in the finals without their best two players. And, yeah, and, and guys you, that they talk about is like Anthony Davis. The Pelicans are not trading Anthony Davis. It's too late oh, for nah. that. Yeah, the Anthony Davis thing. And how, how much better can you, like, what other players are out on the mark? Kawhi Leonard, I guess? Yeah, that's that's the one, Kawhi Leonard. Because these other teams are going to get better. Philly is going to get better, potentially. Um, even if they don't make a move, they'll get better because a lot of their, their players this year, it was the first time they were in the um, playoffs. But you know they're going to they gonna make an attempt to make a splash, whether it's Paul George, LeBron James. I don't know how realistic the LeBron James thing is, but it's still a, a slight window of that happening. Um, and, you, you know, the Celtics are going to have to get better. And, like, their players are playing good. But my whole thing is they already kind of got crowded positions and they don't even have the two players, the two top yeah, players. Yeah, so when they right. come back, it's like how do you integrate Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Morris? So it's like, damn. And then, you know, Rogier is playing good and he's doing very, very well with his opportunity, but he won't be as effective because Kyrie is going to come back and play 30-plus minutes. And unless and if you're going to try to play them at the same time, now you're taking away from minutes from Jalen Brown, yeah, Jason Taylor, I was going to say, like, even if you put Kyrie to two, you're probably going to be playing real small ball unless they put, like, Morris at the center or something. But Yeah, and even know, if man. you do that, you can only have yeah. five players on the, on the court at once. So somebody is going to not be used. So, I mean, are you just going to— I think Marcus Morris is going to be that guy. His, his minutes is just going to get cut dramatically for next season. Because I mean, he is the least valuable of the group, and that, and he's still valuable, you know. Yeah. But he's the least valuable of the Jason Tatum, Jalen Browns, Gordon or Hayward. Gordon Hayward. He is the least valuable guy there. So his minutes will probably get cut, or maybe he'll get moved. I don't know. The only thing, like what I see them doing, at least for once they get healthy again, is just sliding Jason Tatum to the four, lay out Horford run the five, and let Terry Rozier and Marcus Morris come off the bench and be your sparks. I see that as like a, a late, hey, a late game. Yeah. Um, Death lock, death lineup. If they make it to the finals, we'll see a, a lineup like that because they got to match up against the Warriors, or mm-hmm. even if it's the Rockets, they got to match up that way too. Yeah, yeah, PJ Tucker. Yeah. Um, 
So I'm going to ask y'all this question. I get it. You get a phone call from R.C. Buford. You're Danny Ainge. Mm-hmm. Let me get Rozier. One of them picks. It don't even have to be this year. We're talking next year because they got, they got Grizzlies, the all type year. of picks. Yeah. So give me one of those. And then I want Jalen Brown or Tatum, and you can have Kawhi. And then your Kawhi, and then your lineup next year would be Kyrie, Jalen Brown or Kawhi. I mean Jalen Brown or Tatum, whichever one don't get traded. You still have Gordon Hayward, you have Kawhi, you have Al Horford, and then you still have Marcus Morris. And you still have Marcus Smart. I forgot about Marcus Smart. I didn't even mention Marcus Smart when I was talking about all the <laughs> Yeah. Because he's he's not a he's a wing too, even though he got the body of like a, a fat guard. And he's so he's valuable because he do all the dirty work. He like a smaller Draymond yeah. Green. He, mm-hmm. I think I pull a trigger on that trade. Yes. If man. I'm Danny Ainge. Twenty six year old Kawhi Leonard. What what do you have left on his deal? Like two years maybe? Kawhi Leonard twenty six? He's only twenty six, bro. Why did I think he was like twenty seven going on to twenty eight? I thought he would be mm-hmm. twenty eight going into next season. Mm-hmm. Wow. And he's under contract. Kawhi Lennon is only a year older years. than Kyrie Irving. Yep. Wow. Yep. 26 years old. He'll turn 27 in the offseason, but he's 26 oh, at the okay, moment. Okay, 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 um, okay. I think I pulled that deal, man. Because, again, Kawhi. Now, let me rephrase it now because I thought about Marcus Smart. What if they want, what if they ask for Marcus Smart or Marcus Morris, too? I'll Marcus throw Marcus Morris. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Maybe not Marcus Smart. Yeah, we we could lose a wing. If we get in the wing, we could lose another wing. Yeah. yeah. As long as I'm keeping that backup guard, I'm cool. Yeah. Because Kawhi, again, maybe top five, top seven player in the league, you pair him up because he's a guy that doesn't necessarily have to have, have the, the ball. ball. Pair him up with a Kyrie Irving, boom, you got a better situation than maybe even Brian Kyrie. Because, you know, at least they, they had to share the ball to some extent. Kawhi Leonard don't necessarily need more. the ball. Right. Yeah. It would be fitting-wise. I'm not saying success-wise they'd be the same. Mm-hmm. But it's like as far as fit to the games and they can – and Kawhi Leonard oh, – I'm sorry, Kyrie Irving can play off Kawhi Leonard's defense on the yep. wing. Yep, they're going to bring a lot. They, well, Jason Tatum not a bad defender. Gordon Hayward, too. Mm-hmm. Gordon Hayward is excellent off the ball. And so is Kyrie Kawhi. And then Kyrie loves to have the ball. Al Horford picking yeah. and popping. Uh, he's it's excellent. They, it's a lot of it's a lot of opportunity to 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 play off Kyrie Irving. With As, excellent. Um, and if I'm RC, if I'm RC, I would want Jason Tatum. You definitely. I would want that that Grizzlies pick because that the Grizzlies, depending on what they do with their draft picks, they said they're willing to trade it this year. Mm-hmm. Um, they trade. They'll probably be bad next year. Maybe. I mean, because yeah, I think they could be good. Yeah, they're one of those scenes that could definitely be like in late playoff realm, depending on how this draft goes for them. Because they, they're probably going to end up re-signing Tyree Gavins because they're the only team that has the money. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Conley coming back. Mike Conley. Gasol coming yep. back. So yeah, depending, depending on what, what happened with that draft pick, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think they can trade it. Or best case scenario for the Grizzlies in the draft, Jaron Jackson falls in them at what four. Did, they, did they get the fourth pick? Fourth pick, mm-hmm. yeah. And they was, um, they had the odds to get the second pick, which is trash. That they yeah. dropped like that for yeah. them. I, I mean, I don't really care, but for them, it's trash. Yeah. Because I mean, apparently, again, I haven't done much research on the prospects yet. There's, it's like a two player draft, and then like after that, you you can see a player that's projected at eight can jump up to three, depending on how this this workouts and stuff go. But apparently, there are two guys up top. And DeAndre Aiden and Luka Doncic, and people are questioning that now that he said he don't know if he want to come over, right? Yes, which is basically like a power move. Because I thought he already declared for the draft. He did, but you, that's why I made that tweet. That is unfair, bro. It, oh. That's unfair because they make they do this whole by May thirtieth. College players have to make their mind up if they're going to be in it or if they're going to return to school. But international players, you can draft and stash. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like they gotta they gotta fix that rule up. And is that, uh, is that his agent be like? You're not killing my man's career. He's not going to Sacramento. Now, I, me personally, I'm fine. I love the move because Sacramento has proven you that they are going to drive you into the ground. They've done nothing man. to keep any of their stars. Tyreek Evans was had one of the greatest rookie of the year. I mean, rookie years in history, and then they changed his position. Mm, they and had Hassan Whiteside, Hassan Whiteside, Isaiah Thomas, um, Isaiah Thomas, Demarcus Cousins. But then you look at those good picks, and then on the flip side. Because those picks was kind of by accident. You got your white side was a late pick. I, Thomas was the 60th pick. Um, but then you look at Jimmer for that. <laughs> Nick Stauskas, Ben McLemore, Willie Colley Stein, when you already had DeMarcus Cousins. Papa Giannis. Uh, when you already had DeMarcus Cousins. Mm-hmm. So you had a lot of chances to execute and build a good team around Tyreek Evans 
at his 25 and 5. He's looking like a, a potential all star. And you have Demarcus Cousins, who's the best center in the game. And you had a boatload of opportunities to build a team around those players. So you didn't even have to hit home runs. You just had to pick solid players, solid rotation players. But instead, you took Jimmer Fredette. <laughs> Who translated nothing to the NBA. He was never going to, he had no basketball, I mean, point guard qualities or intangibles. Um, he's too short to play shooting guard to get a shot off consistently. And then you took Nick Stauskas, who showed no flashes of being a, a solid rotational player. Um, but yeah, Donson could really force his, the, the Suns could be in a great situation. If they, if they, you know, the Car Anthony Towns news just came up. So if they can try to get that, because, you know, Devin Booker is pushing for that hard, obviously. Um, if they could flip that one pick, into, I just don't understand why the Timberwolves. I know I came on the show and was like, hey, during a play, like, hey, I, I'll think about trading them. <laughs> yeah, you did say But that. I was definitely <laughs> like, man, let me calm down. But the yeah. Timberwolves, <laughs> they tripping. Was it, was it necessarily just because of his performance, or is it like just things are growing shaky within the organization? Both of them are just, they off. They not feeling each other right now, which no, will have to stem from the playoffs. It's got to be Thibodeau. I'm sorry. It's got to be. He's He's got the reputation. He's got the reputation of getting on players' nerves, and he's a beat-your-player type coach. And Carlton Towns may be a player that, that needs a player coach, honestly. Definitely. And that may be the rift that they have in the front office. If I'm the Timberwolves, like head of the Timberwolves, and my young star player is already mad three years into his NBA career— you got to make the changes to make him happy. He has to be mad from the playoffs. It has to be. It has to be because there's just no reason all of a sudden he's mad. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It has to stem from the playoffs. Maybe Thibodeau was getting on his case too much. Maybe he felt like Thibodeau didn't put him in positions to succeed. Because that was his first playoff series. Mm-hmm. And y'all talking about trading him for what? For what? Like, you're not going to get a better center. Um, you're going to lose the trade because he's you're what 22 gonna, years old and already an all-star center. Trade. You're going to lose the trade. Um, and if I'm the Suns, I'm hopping on it. I'm hopping on it. I'm hopping on it because you already get an all-star center. You got a future, a borderline all-star guard. Doncic could hold his way out and use his power to force his way into the Suns. So y'all could try to package somebody and move up in the and move up and get another draft pick somewhere, maybe in the teens. And if I'm his agent and I say, hey, don't don't pick him because he only wants to play for the Suns. What you going to do? You still going to pick him? I'm not going to waste no lottery pick on no dude that's saying he's not going to come. And Ain't that what the Warriors did with Steph Curry? He told them, don't pick me because I want to go to the Knicks. And they drafted him anyway. Right? Nah, the, the Knicks had drafted Jordan Hill. After, right after Steph Curry. What was that? I could have sworn that that's how it worked out. Let me let me check that that draft. I could have sworn like um, Steph Curry was basically telling a lot of teams. Oh, was he saying he wanted to force his way to yeah, the Knicks? Yeah, he's trying to yeah, force yeah, his yeah, way yeah. to the Knicks. Because, and couldn't. Um, the Knicks had to pick after. We, right. We but it's different, though, because he's international. Yeah. yeah Steph Curry right. def- right. came up from Yeah, Davis. I see what you're saying, yeah. Um, so it's not like he had a choice. But I, I see what you're saying, but I also see what he's saying, too. Y'all making the same. Yeah, right. Um, but the thing about Donsik is it sucks because he wants to be – this is just a bluff because he wants to – he already did, like, an, um, an interview uh, with a lady from ESPN. I don't want to just say a lady. I just don't remember her name. Um, and – in the interview, he talked about how excited he was to come to America and the culture. He's, you know, he liked the music and the dress, the clothes and shit. Dope. So he, um, he was really excited for this opportunity to come to America. And now they saying he's, he don't know if he want to come, which is bullshit. Yeah, it, it seems kind of weird because he he's like a top projected pick. Maybe if he was like maybe projected second round, okay, I might. I he's might been just, a top projected yeah. pick all for the yeah, last. Yeah, years. yeah, he's been highly recruited, and a lot of people are you know saying that he would fit their teams like with his play style. Now he just don't want to come. It, it's something up with that. He definitely don't want to go to the Kings. I'm, yeah. I wouldn't want to go to the Kings. I just want to know if. <laughs> If it's, he don't want to go to the Kings or he only want to go to the Suns, because that's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I just don't. I just not, don't think it's a question for number one. I think Aiden is the number one for the Suns. Um, so it's gonna be interesting to see how it play out. I think the Suns can kick their feet up on the desk because they they're not they're not in a, a lose situation. They're gonna win regardless unless they decide to go with Doncic with the number one pick, right. which would be ridiculous. I mean, man, I think this draft. I think this off season is going to be tough, man. It's going to be one of the another one of those classic off seasons. Like, yeah, definitely. was that two years ago? We just had so much going. That's that was Jimmy, but- that was Jimmy Butler. Oh, last year was too. Yeah. That was Jimmy Butler last year. This is first oh, year yeah. with the Wolves. Yeah, yeah. Last Jimmy year Butler, was- Paul George, Kyrie. Mm. 
Mellow into the Thunder. Mellow, but that was kind of before that was, the season. Yeah. Um, it. Um, this offseason, we got the car in thing. If he's going to get traded, yep. LeBron's decision, yep. Kawhi Leonard, whether he's going to get traded, Paul what Paul George does, what the I'm Lakers do. The, Pelicans. Um, the just, Lakers coming out talking about everybody untouchable. Um, then nobody's untouchable. What did I say? Everybody, everybody is, untouchable. is untouchable. I was like, they might make yeah, it right. Right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so so reverse what I said. Yeah. Say it for me. Nobody's untouchable. Nobody's untouchable. Um, which is, I think that that's idiotic, bro. It, me too. Really? Yes. Yeah. I like that play. It depends. Well, for what, from a situation, what, it's like but, no, 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 I'll, no. I'll no. I'm talk. saying this. I'm mind. saying don't come at us with no bullshit trades. If it the, if it's top of the top, because we have very we have really good young uh, up and coming players. Mm-hmm. Like we not finna just throw lines with a nobody, right? It's got to. We better get some equivalent of a higher back. You know what I'm saying? And there, there's nothing like that on yes. the market as far yes. as trades. So what was your so I want? So the way I think about, it, I think nobody in the league should be untouchable. Like if the right package comes for LeBron, you should pull that trigger. But ain't that obvious? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. He they're pointing out the obvious. But it's like, not, listen, it's, you can it's call not our many phone. We're gonna answer it. People gonna call though. I know, but I'm just saying. I, I think it's when just you a announce smart thing it, to do. it's like you're opening. You're asking for, them, but you know. Anthony Davis ain't going nowhere. Right. I, I the just, best I, player available is like Kawhi. So that's kind of like he was just I'm saying not, it from like he's trying to say it from like a mindset. We was trying to say like from what the Lakers or whatever the Lakers got. I'm not taking many things unless it's built up. Because first of all, we had the money to sign people that's coming into free agency. Yeah, so I was it, thinking about it as the Lakers' point of view. No, I just I mean, like as a is. general manager in general, nobody yeah. should be untouchable. No, I agree. But I think from the Lakers' perspective, it's idiotic because. Right now, the market is like the free agency and then the draft. As far as who's available, there's like DeMarcus Cousin can't get traded. He's a free agent. Kawhi Leonard is the only thing available. This, the Warriors ain't trying to trade Clay. So, like, what was your point of saying that? You mm-hmm. trying to, what? You want Bradley Beal? You yeah. were letting the Wizards know that. <laughs> See, I, I don't want to take no Bradley. Exactly. So, what was your point of, like, what was their point of saying that? And you got three all-star, three potential all-stars, in my opinion. Uh, Ingram, Ball, and Kuzma. I don't want to trade them for nobody that I would have to re-sign next year. You right. Know, you know? So I don't. I just didn't understand it. I see what y'all mean. They in position. They in wonderful position. DeMarcus Cousins and the Pelicans seem like they not, you know, communicating properly or whatever. Um, and maybe he f- found out that they was going to try to hit him with the low contract and he feels yep. disrespected. Because um, at this point, what is his? Because I think mo- many teams are asking the same questions. Like, what is his value right now because of the injury? Exactly. How, how much would it impact his future career? He probably his agent probably telling him, man, regardless, somebody gonna give you a deal that some, you yeah. want versus what the Pelicans are gonna try to yep. hit you with. There's definitely gonna be a team out there with some cap space. You're like, you know what? We'll take a chance on Boogie. Why not? I think the I, I think the Lakers would. I think that I seriously think the Lakers would, and I think they should because at his worst. He gonna be better than what you had in Brook Lopez. Facts. <laughs> and even yeah, Brook Lopez helped y'all get thirty five wins. What they go thirty five and forty seven or something like that. Um, so I don't know if you get Paul George. If you can get Paul George, I say you get Boogie. What he want? I'm not saying max, but if he want three years, seventy five, eighty, go ahead, give it to him, man. Go ahead, give it to him. Um, Do an extreme one year deal. You want to talk about the draft lottery? Let's talk about it. I heard you were did live. You, wait, on y'all want to do the playoffs? Y'all want to finish the playoffs yeah. first? We, I was going to hit the, uh, the second game we, of the playoffs we, after that. Yeah, because we already in mode. Yeah. Um, right, let's go. I heard you were live on IG. I was live on Periscope, and people were uh, talking about I guess they had both of ours open. It was one no, that had both of ours you, I saw you. Um, I saw yeah, I saw you talking about it. So you did go. I did go yeah, Right before I went, I saw you. Because I was going to join your thing, but you um, hadn't gone yet. And then I had went. Basketball season is finally back, and you know what that means. It's time to put your basketball knowledge to the test with one-day fantasy basketball at DraftKings. DraftKings is giving away over $400 million in prizes this season. That's more than 10 times what Los Angeles is paying the king himself. No matter what your skill level is, there's a contest waiting for you at DraftKings. Draft your team is simple. Just select eight players and stay under the $50,000 salary cap. Earn points when your players score, assist, block, rebound, and more. The best part is you get to draft a new team every day without any commitment. There's no better way to turn your love of basketball into cash. Download the app or head over to DraftKings.com now and use my code BACKBOARD to support the show and play free with your first deposit. And remember, there will be $400 million in total prizes up for grabs throughout the season. That's code BACKBOARD to play for free. With your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligible restrictions apply. 
See DraftKings.com for details. Um, when did I, you go on there? Because the process was long. It was, bro. <laughs> I went on maybe 10 minutes after the show. I didn't even realize that it was an hour show or exactly. hour and a half show or whatever it was. So I'm thinking, you know, 10 minutes in, we about to get the flips and I'll be off live in like five minutes. Nope, I was on that motherfucker for like an hour and a half. Exactly. Over some dumb shit. But it was, mo- I didn't even have a sound though. It was mostly just t- interacting with the people in chat more than watching. And then once the, they start to flip the envelopes or whatever they do, um, that's when I like turned up the sound to hear what they were talking about. How do you feel about your team, the Knicks? Um, Nine. Love it. Love so it. This perfect. Um, you know, of course, every fan wants their team to get the number one pick or number mm-hmm. two pick. But I be- if we're not getting the one or two pick, then I want, I, I'm glad we're not. Because that three, four, five range is dangerous. It's, it's dangerous because Marvin Bag like you got to choose between Marvin Bagley, Jaron Jackson, and Mo Bamba. It's hard to figure out which one going to be the better player. So you really just have to go out on a limb. And I think that's an opportunity to take one of the worst players. I don't want. I don't want our team to be in a position where they can make a mistake. At nine, there's there's ten top prospects in this draft. That's like clear cut. You got, of course, Aiden is the superior one, then Doncic is the second one. But then, like Contreras said, after those two, it's just about kind of need and best player available. And I think at nine, we could just get the best guy that will land to us. And it'll make our decision easier to not fuck up. Did y'all have nine last year? Or was that eight? We had eight. Okay. Um, my bulls dropped. Which I think is good for y'all. I, I would. Yeah, I, don't want, I, wouldn't I, want I feel like the seven pick, not, that's not bad at all. But I think it's great. You know, we won the coin flip a couple weeks ago. To have the number two pick, yeah, with the Kings. We would have had the Kings pick if we would have lost the coin flip. And that's tragic, dog. Can you imagine if we pulled When was the last two? time y'all was in a lottery? Yeah, last year. Last year. Lottery marketing. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, well, okay. Tech, no, we weren't in the lottery. Yeah, because y'all flipped the pick, so y'all still would have had the, the pick that the, the Wolves used to get Patton, which was still a lottery pick. I thought that was 16, because we it made the playoffs. We made the playoffs and lost to Boston. That was the round. Did y'all have, like, a Kings pick? No, because the Kings uh-huh. took Fox. Yeah. Now, so, okay. officially in the lottery was two years ago. Which was? Denzel Valentine at 14 or something like that. Uh, which is fine Denzel has been pretty nice If he can get better At 30 years old As a Sophomore Right because y'all Been a playoff team Duh. Yeah Jimmy Butler Derrick Rose um, Noah So last year was the last time We picked in the lottery But we weren't a lottery team We got Laurie at 7 So I'm not mad That we're at 7 But it's just like Damn if we would have lost gotta, that Y'all got a Y'all got a uh, A late round pick too And 22 Right Yeah from the, um, Nico uh, trade Yeah and that last time we picked 22 was Bobby Portis. So, you know, that, that can work out, you know? Yeah, you know we had the 25th pick, and we graded doing them, like, the second late. round or late round picks. Yeah, which I, was hard. I, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell you any, like, the depth from the draft lottery. But they was – I tweeted somebody's name. They said they were they were uh, working out with and everything. Who? I can just go look at the tweet. Y'all yeah, can keep um, talking while I look at it really quick. The Bulls? I, I love where the Bulls at. Of course, like I said, as a fan, you want that one or two. But if you don't get it, you to me the the spot you don't want to be in is that three, four, five, bro. It's so dangerous because do you take Bamba who has extreme potential? But isn't he like two inches away from the rim, standing reach? The, he's there. He got oh, a seven ten. Like, that is crazy. I would want that, without, but that don't necessarily mean. Um, that's the best. That's the highest in history, right? Yes, it's the moment he walks on the NBA Ooh. floor, he has the, the longest uh, wingspan. I don't know. And he said he want to play for the boy. Well, he didn't say that. He said I would love to play for the Bulls, like everybody say. Right, like everybody say. But, By um, the way, I was talking about Caleb Martin. Do you know who that is? Yeah, from Nevada. He had a. Twin oh, that's brother. a twin, right? Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember they. Were they look. About they on that Marcus Solid, Morris, but at Marquise Morris, which are twenty two, twenty five, twenty five. Y'all could probably have something better. I, I saw the interview with him with the mm-hmm. Lakers. I was like. Who the fuck? Because I just I didn't see the headline. I just saw him with the Lakers gear. I'm like I don't know, but I realized that yeah, that's the twin. They they like Marcus and Markeith and like yes, they got yeah, the same I was hairstyle watching, so I, and everything. Yeah, I was watching the highlights because I mean I don't really watch college ball, but yeah, like, yeah, I, 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 I was confused about. at first because mm-hmm. I didn't know he had the twin until they said on the announcer. I was like, who? Do, why is he wearing two different numbers? <laughs> yeah, uh, did they, are both in the draft class? I haven't seen the other person's name to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Um, but I would think that they both right. I let, but that's just Mark. I'm just so used to Marquise and Marcus doing that. Brooke and Robin, you know, the twins always end up doing shit together. together you know, yeah. twin cousins. They, everything they do is everything. Together. So if one declaring the next one, probably declare two. Oh, I'm looking at this list. They got Troy Brown, and I don't think he's gonna fall that that low. But some names: Jonte Porter, Michael Porter Jr., little brother. He's he, got the highest body fat in the draft. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he is probably the youngest, right? Yeah, he is the youngest because he reclassified. No, he's not. Yes, he is. One of the at least one Anthony of Simmons technically is older than him. You see how like, I, uh, you see all those articles about Leandro Ball? Yeah. He wants to come to the Lakers. With y'all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Leandro, of course yeah. he wants to come. Maybe, to the we, just gonna, we might just you know, throw him a little bit. There's a headline that said Kobe's okay with Leandro playing with the Lakers. Like, why the fuck would Kobe care? <laughs> yeah. You know, he ain't got no stake in the organization. Like, why, why are y'all asking Aaron Kobe Holiday, about this? Aaron Holiday, they Sam. Aaron Holiday. But I think. Yeah, from UCLA, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Omari Spellman would be, would be better. Or DiVincenzo from Villanova. Both of those Villanova His players. His stock is going up from what I, um, everything I've Yeah, I've he heard. had a good day um, Thursday. Um, Omari Spellman, I like for y'all, though. He stretched the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he a little bit younger. I think he was a freshman this year. Yeah, I listened to a draft class. Um, Podcast mm-hmm. that people talk about. Like, they, that's their, like, they don't even really mess with the NBA. They more of a college people that mm-hmm. talk about uh, the college athletes and stuff. So I think I think it's very informational. What they was talking about. Um, that's why I heard that DiVincenzo stock oh, is going good, up. Yeah. Is that, that he won the um, the guy that dropped thirty? Yeah, yeah I know who that is. Does he have red hair or something kind of like that? Yeah, yeah. I, I just, yeah. Uh, the combat was on TV on ESPN. He he had a, he had a good one. He played good. Uh, he he was going and get rebounds over big man. Yeah, and shit. that's he what I heard five on five. He knocked down um, some contested catch-and-shoot threes, which was good to see. Um, that's all they really want to see when you do the five-on-five is how you're going to adjust to your role in the NBA because you're not going to be like a star player. Right. So I mean, If you think about it, 90% of the athletes right now were they're the guys on their team, mm-hmm. and now they playing with four other guys in the five-on-five, and then when they get to the league, they probably ain't going to be even close exactly. to the guy. So you got to Knock it down, catching catching um catch and shoot threes is big, things like that, doing a little small things um is big. I I'm so I'm just I'm excited for my team because I feel like there's no way in hell we can mess this up. Um, I'm excited for the Bulls. I'm not even like Me the big too. Fan. I'm excited I, for I the Bulls. See what they get. I, I love the, the position that they in. They got because in my mind it's gonna go Aiden, Doncic, and then at three, four, five, it's gonna be Bagley, Jaron Jackson, and Mo Bamba. They're all interchangeable. Six I just don't see the magic passing up on Trey Young. They better not. If he's on the board, um, they better pick that. I think that's just the best fit for him as well. Um, Then at seven, the Bulls can go Michael Porter Jr. You take a risk on him. I think they won't because of the Derrick Rose injury history. I think they want to stay far away from that. Wendell Carter, you put next to him. Uh, Laurie Markin in the front court. He's an Al Horford type, and he's shooting the ball crazy, crazy. Um, and he he sh- he had a good combine because he's like six ten, but his wingspan was one of the top guys. So he makes up for his um, couple of inches of being seven foot with his wingspan. Who who else is that? Who else can they get at seven? Mikael Bridges, the Bulls can get at seven. You put him in a wing, um, ready to play from day one. And then um, so I mean between those three picks, you got a, a solid wing who's what twenty two red shirt freshman. Um, you know, worked his way up through Villanova, was a who, role player. <clears throat> who do who do you think Philly gonna get? I feel like this could be important for them. At number ten. Yeah, yeah it depends. That's on, not a bad pick. On the three picks before, I mean, obviously it depends yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. you know, like if, if Mikael Bridges is yeah. somehow available for the the seventy sixes, which I doubt, um, that would be crazy. But I, I like I like um, Kevin Knox for them out of mm-hmm. Kentucky, six nine, plays off the ball, can knock down shots. Um, Zaire Smith from um, Texas Tech. I watch his highlight reels. Ridiculous. He called it. He called it alley-oop. Falling. Fall. Yeah, yeah. that still dunked it. Yeah, that Ridiculous. was nasty. Um, he does have his question marks. There is no. There is no in that highlight video. There's no ball handling Mm-mm. because he lacks that. Uh, there's no passing because he lacks that. Uh, his combine. They say he's six five in college. Six two with no shoes, <laughs> so that was that that hurt him they a little pulling bit. Pulling that old Hensel South move, uh, <laughs> so but I like his. He's he's a raw prospect with a lot of potential, kind of like Zach Levine was when he was in the draft. But I think Zach Levine was a little bit more polished score. Uh, but yeah, Philly got a chance to do something good. Philly yeah. got. A, a I real think this is gonna be big for them, and yeah. I want to see the Hornets make a move. I think they can trade. I would trade try to trade Kemba to the Cavs for the eighth pick and just rebuild uh, my my uh, franchise and just start a youth movement because they got the eleventh pick. I think Colin Sexton would be available for them at eleven. That's your point guard to replace Kemba. Um, and then with the eighth pick, you can maybe get Michael Porter Jr. if he falls. And now you're going into next year with a young team of Michael Porter Jr., Colin Sexton, Malik Monk, and hey, you moving into the future. But 
I don't know because they still got Batum five hundred twenty uh, five year hundred twenty million. They uh, they living, bro. Somebody should take uh, Lamb. Lamb got like a uh, three year twenty one million deal, so he's making like seven million a year. Yeah, we'll revisit the draft occasionally over the next couple uh, next couple weeks because the draft Definitely. is June twenty first, and by then I'll have done my own research on at, at least the lottery guys, at least the project projected lottery guys. Yeah, for all the fans, if y'all clueless. Because a lot of people are over these weeks, visit that YouTube page, Big Stacks Brazingas. I'm doing pl- player profiles for like the top projected 15, 16 players. Probably do a couple sleeper picks. I'm going to be doing a series um, where I'm kind of doing like a if I was type thing scenario where I'm saying if I was the GM or control of these particular franchises this is what i would do wow but um that is a great idea bro yeah i'm gonna be doing that in the next couple of weeks too so be looking forward to are that you, are you going deeper than the nba draft or do you know like you're going definitely off definitely because that's i the, think like that's the smartest Grizzlies, shit ever, bro. you know what i mean do you trade marcus all or what so like i'm gonna be doing shit like that if i was the grizzlies i would look to be doing this and that um so yeah, that'll be coming up because the, my thing is I'm not trying to act like I'm an expert, but if I got information for our fans and our fan base, I want I think it's important if you're a basketball fan um, to know what your team, who your team yeah, is getting. You don't want to get a guy. Like, even though it's like small detail, you explained it to someone that a player's profile is like they're a three and D person. Right, that exactly. at least gives them idea. An idea. Yeah, so you because I, I really have no like you say, Kalamar. I look at his highlights. He just looks like he scores the ball. Exactly, because like, that's, 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 no that's all I had to do. So that's all I had to take. From everybody that. like a god in the highlights. Exactly. Yeah. So I was yeah. watching uh, Scotty Pippen Jr. highlight reel. He like goddamn Kemba Walker at a sophomore. He played with Kenyon Martin's son. Oh, does he really? Yeah. Um, and they got they got a good team. Ain't he young? Who to be Scotty Pippen's son? Don't he see? He, he's a sophomore in high school. Ain't that young? Like, ain't that mean Scotty? I didn't know he that was thing? that young because he played in varsity with like 18 year olds. Yeah, so. bro. He's a, they say he's a sophomore class of 2020, 2021 or something oh, like that. Oh, wow. I, yeah, I didn't know he was that that, uh, that young. Yeah, he looked he look godly. But again, it's a highlight reel, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. but yeah, that's just the whole thing because you don't want to be watching the draft and you, your team got, just because your team have a 20, the 20th pick, don't mean you shouldn't be clueless. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? If you like the Timberwolves and you, your guys get Troy Brown. You know what I mean? Watch Don't the player profile. Timberwolves gonna have a seventh pick this draft. Y'all gonna flop for uh, swap for Carl, Carl Anthony Just that straight up deal. No, we'll get who, who else on the Bulls that they used to be, play for Thibodeau. That'd be a big ass. We we'll get your ass, Bobby. Big ass conspiracy theory is this Thibodeau help working with the Bulls <laughs> under the table. Let's make it happen. Let's move <laughs> on to the uh, the last Western Con- well, the last game in the Western Conference. We got the Houston Rockets winning. Taking game two um, against the Golden State Warriors, 127-105. This game was a blowout from the very start. There was a period of time, I think it was late in the third quarter, you were like, all right, here come the Warriors. But they didn't end up doing shit with, with that lead. And it was just all Houston, all game long. What they got pointed out, the game one when we talked about it, P.J. Tucker didn't score a point. He had 22. A dub two, baby. Uh, I think he outscored Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson. Not went, combined, but right. I think Clay had eight and Curry had like 18. 16. 16. Okay. There are um, people on Twitter that are crucifying Stephen Curry already because of his lack, his his bad performance in game two. Is, it, is people doing it? They're really. I cannot tell. That. I cannot tell. I got, I got a fan. It was a fan of ours who, a couple of them, who oh, was irate with me? One of them blocked me. Is it like you know what I mean? Like I don't know if he thought he hurt my feelings by blocking me or whatever. But I simply put out that Steph Curry can't defend. Yeah, because Reggie Miller was making an excuse that he was hurt. But mm-hmm. I'm thinking you always go at Steph if he's a hundred percent or yeah. not. It's the best game that was their, you can have. Yeah, that was their game plan last game. Last game. It, they, the Warriors just just hitting shots like they were. Mm-hmm. And fans are like you a hater because Steph Curry can't defend. You you just got to think about it. Like, with his body size, it'd be hard to defend a lot of people, especially a James Harden that's going to bully you. Mike, I ain't trying to do that. You're you're right. I know. I I just, people just don't be thinking logically. They be thinking that their players can't have faults at times. People, yes, yes. And that's my biggest thing. That's why I made the next tweet because I'm not, I wasn't about to argue with five Steph Curry fans. I just made a general tweet. Yo, if you. Love a dude so much that you can't accept his flaws, or you're not willing to admit that he has flaws, and he would admit. If we sat down here and had a, an interview with Steph Curry, he said, "What, what do you? What's your biggest weakness that you would like to improve, Steph? If it was anything about your game, I guarantee that man would say defense. One hundred percent, guaranteed. 
So if he can admit it and you can't, you're a dick rider. <laughs> it's just that simple. It's just that simple. And then I just hate when fans get emotional when you re- respond back to them. You, they talk shit to you all day. Then at one time you reply, dude, I'm a day one fan. You, <laughs> you just lost a day one listener. No, I, I'm not even. If I lose a fan like that, I'm not even tripping about it because you never really, really was a fan. I told y'all, man, those fans are the worst people to talk to. I talk. No, had, they had no problem when I was uh, when I was uh, saying things about Russell Westbrook early in the season. They had no problem with me being honest then. But as soon as you talk about this boy Steph, is is crazy. But um, I mean, it might be the injury, but I just I personally just think that he's tired. He's got they're really making a man defend every single play, which means that on the offensive end, he ain't just got he ain't got the juice. Yeah. You can't hide him on defense right now. Like all season long, basically throughout his entire damn career, he's been hit on the defensive side of the ball. Exactly. And it's worked out for them perfectly. But this series so far, they have not been able to do that. And that's prevented Steph Curry from having those 30 ga- thirty point games or him shooting. What he shot, one for eight or some shit yeah, like that? He finished with 16. I, I just looked and Clay had eight, like you said. Yeah, so they've been hiding him his entire career. But Mike D'Antoni's like, you know what? We're going to go at this guy's head because out of their five, he is their worst defender by far. Everybody else in this team, you can make a, a case for all defensive team. And yeah. so maybe not. And that's right why now, when but people you know say, that. man, but Steph's a good team defender. True. But they when have, you they're have, not even playing team ball. They're going at him one on one. Andreessen on the Warriors, and you hide me. And I'm, to protect me, I got Clay, Draymond, Kevin Durant is an approved defender since joining the Warriors. I'm going to be straight. We get it. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Don't give me PJ Tucker in this corner while y'all would do the rest. <laughs> and if he beat me, I know KD going to help block. So come on. Let's get it. But yeah. Um, they don't got that right now. I'm going, I'm going at a full throttle. And then you, mm-hmm. they, they get matchups with Harden. Gotta, he got to guard Harden. Oh, yeah. Barbecue chicken. We had him. Yes. We had him. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad the series is 1-1, man. Me too, man. Mm-hmm. Me too. It's funny because the first game, you were like, the Rockets played well, and they lost and they by double lost. digits. They kind of alternated the scores, so I think the Rockets put up the, almost the same amount of points that the Warriors did game one. And the Warriors played bad. They did. And they played, put up about the same amount of points that the Rockets did when they when played they play well. Good, yeah. I think they had like eight turnovers in the first quarter, so they just came out all sloppy after game one. And uh, they go back home. Uh, tomorrow or the night that you guys are listening to the podcast, they'll be at home. And it's a very, very important game. X Factor. What's good, y'all? This is your boy, Justin, a.k.a. Just Blaze, host of Above the Rim. And if you want a raw take on the NBA, Above the Rim is a show for you. With dope beats and entertaining guests each week, we offer a great new insight on all things NBA. You don't want to miss it. Find it on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and the Almighty Baller Network. Big difference. Another thing I mentioned after game one, Trevor Reza was in foul trouble, only played 23 minutes. This time he played 36, 19 points, six rebounds, four assists. I mean, six assists, four rebounds. He came out firing. On fire. Mm -hmm. On fire. On fire. Um, Rockets, Rockets better hope Clay Thompson, he not, he, I don't think Clay Thompson going for another eight points this season or for the series. They got to, they got to make sure they step up. But he has been one of those guys throughout his career where like, he just, he'd go silent. Yeah, he go silent. So that's maybe he the could. con. I think as long as he gets his team. shots up, I think that's that's good. If he's going out there and you know they they can't be turning the ball over like they did first of all, especially against the Rockets. The thing that affects Clay and this is like a, the con to being with um because you know the the pro of playing with three other All Stars is you get the the opportunities. This, this game is going to space up space uh openly for you more because the defense has to pay so much attention to Durant Curry. But you don't consistently get the touches. So yeah, you don't get a yeah. rhythm. That's why. That's why I think. And he it didn't guard, affect him when, when KD came. He was still getting his like ten to fifteen shots. That's why he was still a twenty point scorer. But I think as long as they getting him that shots, he's got one of those high hands. He gonna he, get his shot. I know yeah. he gonna get his attempts, but it's how he getting them and when he getting them. If he getting three three, three shots, shots in the first quarter, one in the second. Then in the second half, he getting six shots in the third. Now in the fourth, it's been seven possessions mm-hmm. and he ain't touched the rock. Yeah, that's why also making Curry work on the defensive end is helping him so much because he takes so much, you know, um, attention on the offensive end. He helps Clay Thompson almost as bad as anybody on that team. Well, not even just like watching him, you know, come off a screen or anything, but his attention he draws helps Clay Thompson so mm-hmm. much getting those open looks. I think Clint Capella and PJ Tucker, Tucker need to continue to uh, put Curry on his ass too. When he drives into Ken Capella frustrated me because he'll drive Curry will drive to the basket and he'll try to not get the foul and still get the foul and Curry get like an and one. You gotta put him on his ass. 
You just go get the foul. You can, you're going to get the foul regardless. Just go get the foul and put him on his ass. But don't pull a J.R. Smith with it. He pushed the shit out the back. Yeah, he pushed out horse. If you have to, do it. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> J.R. Smith a fool. He looked he look mad as hell. He, he was, hell yeah, he was he mad. He looked mad as hell. That's a J.R. Smith That's that shit. frustration foul, bro. That's J.R. Smith for you. I'm surprised he didn't get throw out because that, yeah. like, that was dirty. That was nasty. You feel me? I that just know nasty. he was gone. I just knew he was gone. But Would y'all rather have Clint Capella or Rudy Gobert as your center? You talking about the hoop central thing? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Because for me, it's pretty easy. What do you say? You take it. He said Clint Capella, bro. Why? What about Clint I feel Capella like, don't you see in Rudy? Because I can I guarantee you, if Rudy was playing with the, the best Rockets, ISO yeah. player in the it league. It may be the system, so. I, just but no, go I, but what, I no wanna, I'm not saying you're wrong. Yeah, I just want to hear you. I feel like Clint Capella is more. Do you like, do you like him? My bad. Do you like him more? Because I, mean, I don't really. I, I mean, I like both of them. I don't really have like a preference or anything. I think just Clint Capella is more all around. Mm-hmm. A little bit more on the offensive end, like he'll he'll go up strong, like you said. Sometimes Rudy Gobert, he doesn't exactly. put it up there right. Lack of aggression, yeah, yeah. But Clint Capella, if he get that ball, he gonna try to yam you. I'm willing to deal with that with Rudy because that defense, yeah, that defense, that it, it's more of what you prefer. I literally credit the Utah Jazz being the Thunder because of him. Yeah, well, I know Donovan Mitchell had 22 point quarter, 25 point quarter, and that's beautiful and good. But when you make it that tough for Russell Westbrook going to the paint. And collapsing the defense, that changed the whole game. Now he got to settle for 18 mid-range jumpers, which you're going to live with. He's taking eight, nine threes a game, which you're going to live with. And that just changes the whole trajectory of the series. I'm taking Rudy Gobert. I am too. I'm mm. taking Rudy Gobert. Easily. I am taking Rudy Gobert. Because I, I swear, I just feel like if Rudy was in the same system as Clint, he'd be averaging the same thing. or even Because, I mean— What's what's Clint Capella's role on the offensive end? Set a nice hard screen, dive right. to the paint. As hard as you can. Rudy can do that. But defensively, he definitely outweighs Clint Capella. Not saying that Clint Capella's a bad defender because he's actually one of the best. Yeah, but but Rudy is fight. the best. Um and that's what I that's 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 just that's a very important thing, man. Fit. I was talking to some fans in the Discord and they were just saying, should the Suns be worried about taking Aiden because of their history with Big Man? I'm like, no, because they like, but Alex Lynn was a bad pick. I'm like, nah, he should have been taking, he should have been taking five. Like, he, they were supposed to make that pick. He just didn't pan out the way. That doesn't make you a bad pick if he doesn't pan out. That was a pick you were supposed to make. And then somebody was like, but Rudy Gobert and, and Adams were in the same draft. And I'm like, man, that's fit. If Steven Adams, Steven Adams, if he didn't go to the Thunder and play with Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant and be on a, a playoff team, I think he made the playoffs every year except what that one year they didn't make it because like Russ two, and KD yep. was hurt. Is Kevin like if if Adams went five to the Suns? Is he Stephen Adams still? Probably not. Probably not. Rudy Gobert was drafted twenty seventh by the Nuggets and then traded. Here's a quote from Scottie Pippen: "LeBron ain't better than me until he gets six titles." What was his new quote? Huh? What was, what's his new quote? Mm-hmm. That was new. That I, that's he also I just, just I just also said that popped up on my today when he said um, LeBron and, and Jordan can't be compared, different eras and things like that. Which I agree with. I had a long conversation with my pops the other day because I went on Facebook and I was like, yo, listen, Jordan is the most accomplished. LeBron is the best basketball player ever. No arguments. My pops called me, man, look, LeBron is good. <laughs> but Jordan, Jordan would get average 50 on these dudes, man. Nobody can stay in front of him. Nobody would be able to stay in front of, Le- in front of LeBron in the 90s, bro. Nobody was as big as him. I mean, as far as like a ball handler goes. That's what, what I you was gonna saying. put Charles Barkley? You said, man, you see how they was fouling George? The, the Pistons would have beat LeBron ass. <laughs> but Larry Bird, he going right around Larry Bird. He putting Kevin McHale in the basket. Like I, I just don't see where he where he doesn't fit at. Mm-hmm. He's Carl Malone with magic uh, point guard abilities. Mm-hmm. Crazy with Dominique Wilkins' athleticism, <laughs> and now he got like. I don't want to say it. I don't want to overdo it. Yeah, he got, the, got like a Jordan the, clutchness, kind of. He, he uh, really clutch. He really I, was, clutch. I thought you were going to say like the jumper with Scottie it. Scotty just got a reputation of saying dumb shit. He does. That's why I hate watching let him me hit on the, the jump. News. Let, yeah, let me, let me hit the news by saying some dumb shit so everybody can talk about me. I don't even think he be trying to get the news. I think he really believes some of the shit he say. <laughs> he be like, I seen, he just be saying crazy stuff. Bro, bro. and they peep, they uh, leaks, not leaked. They put out some of the footage from this 
Jordan documentary. I had no idea. I've been a Bulls fan my entire life. I had no idea that after um, Jordan retired, Scotty demanded a trade. Like he demanded. He a almost trade. got traded for Tracy McGrady. How things would have been different. You probably don't have six rings. But, like, he demanded a trade. Like, they interviewed him. They were like, Scotty, do you think you'll be here at the end of the deadline? He said, I hope not. I'm, damn, you just out that way to like <laughs> oh, that? Oh, yeah, I ain't seen I ain't never yeah, seen bro, that. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I'm like, wow, I had no idea it was that serious. The, one of the best things I ever seen Scotty Pippen do is when Jordan was gone, he was wearing Jordans. He put he put his foot in the camera and, and like, said, come, come back. I was like, that, that shit cold. We need you. Yeah, I can't win cold. without you. Now, they actually, I think they made the playoffs the year Jordan left, right? They were the AC or maybe the ninth seed. Maybe they just missed. I'm going to have to look it up. But they, I'm serious, bro. Contrera. They didn't lose Look that at anymore. me before you look it up. I'm looking at you like this. I want, I want you to look it up. Eighth right. or ninth seed? Are you crazy? I'm, t- I'm serious, bro. What year did you? Okay, wait. Let me Are look you at, crazy? Let me look at Michael Jordan's numbers, right? When you see what they did, you're going to be like, damn. Oh, they oh they was in the shit. They was good. Oh, okay, <laughs> I thought you meant like they were bad. Um, I just know they were they weren't they weren't terrible. Like you would expect the best player of all time to leave. That's your why team. you say eight or nine. Like what? They was good. Nineteen ninety four. They still good. Nineteen ninety four NBA standings. Let's see where they ended up. I think they won fifty games. They were the two seed. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, they were the right. Yeah, they were the two seed, fifty five games won that season. That's yeah. cra- without Scotty. I mean, without Michael fucking Jordan. I wouldn't have known shit. Mm-hmm. Real good. Um, that's that's ridiculous, man. So that's why people are saying like um, they were comparing it to like Kevin Durant when he left OKC. Like it, like yeah, it's impressive that Russell Westbrook and company did play well and made the playoffs. But if you even compare it to like the Jordan situation, they were still good without Jordan, you know. But I don't know. But what, what was the point of them arguing it? I'm not sure because I think those was the people trying to belittle um, Russell Westbrook's MVP season. I don't know because uh, Jordan team was like substantially good. That make me that don't make me question him, but that just be like that. That's kind of eye opening when I found that out. Uh, I forgot when I found that out, but. Hey, John Paxson played in the school, uh, averaged 2.6 points per game. Fired that guy. Anything else before we head on to the after show? Mm-hmm. Speaking of that Bulls team, bro, they did some Mark Jackson ass shit. As far as like, Phil Jackson was an assistant mm-hmm. for two years. They had won like 50 games. Doug Collins was the head coach. Right. Then they regressed to like 47 wins, fired him from a three, three win drop. Phil Jackson come in and they win championships instantly on some Steve Kerr shit. I was I was like that shit petty. So it's Phil hey, that made me question Phil Jackson though. Is Phil Jackson he inherited Pippen? That's why I, that's why I always say Grant Pitch is the greatest. Yeah, me too because he inherited, he inherited Pippen, Jordan, Horace Grant, all of them. They was already there when Phil Jackson came. Inherited Kobe, Kobe Shaq. and Shaq. <laughs> But I mean, I, people gonna hit us up like, "How can y'all say that?" But he it, he was still a great coach. No, nah, yeah, definitely. But I'm, I can't say he's As the best. greatest. Exactly, can't the say best. he's the greatest. I still got pop, and I don't think Steve Kerr. I'm I really want to see. I cannot wait till they like eight break years up. from yeah. now, and they old or they move on. Damn, and they move on, and he has to go somewhere else to coach, or the the Warriors got to rebuild or something. I really want to see him coach because I don't. I don't think I don't. I honestly don't think he do shit. He's a good people's person. I know that he cracked jokes and probably make them feel comfortable, which is a part of being a coach. Um, but as far as coaching, mm, so we on to the after show. After show. <laughs>